0: This podcast is sponsored by eBay Canada. eBay Canada is here to help. They've been supporting Canadian small business retailers for 25 years and have recently launched their up and running program to meet an urgent need to get businesses online today. New business sellers can get a free e-commerce store for 90 days when they visit ebay.ca slash up and running. Offer open until August 22nd.
1: It's Toronto's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network.
0: Hi everyone, I'm Phil Bliss a Business Visionary and welcome to Toronto's Podcasts. Part of the Canada's Podcast Network, your source of the great insights from entrepreneurs across Canada. So today we're going to meet Julie Yu, founder of I Miss You Vintage, a designer consignment store. Some of Julie's insights into her bricks and mortar and online e-commerce business are really useful as we all adjust to the new digital normal. So, Julie, thanks for coming on Canada's podcast. Really great to see you. Um, And, you know, why don't we kick off by telling you, telling everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do, you know, that kind of two to five minute uh, potted history of Julie Yu. Great.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me. So I run a business called I Miss You Vintage Inc. And we're a designer label resale store. So women who like to shop a lot and don't wear a lot of their clothes or are finished wearing it will look through their closet, um, sort through and bring things in on consignment. And then we resale them for them. And so we're a big factor in the secondary market. And we help with that whole conscious commerce and recycling clothing.
0: So how long have you been doing that?
1: I've sort of been running this business for more than 20 years, but uh, it started off as a student hobby. As a student, I worked in art galleries and I was studying art history. And I started antiquing and thrifting and identifying goods that I could resale um, online and at various antique shows. And then slowly over the years, you start accumulating product and your hobby grows into an obsession. It takes over your living space. And then (laughs) you you need to open a store
0: you know, why be an entrepreneur? Why, I mean, are we, are we wired differently? You know, why, why, why didn't you get a real job kind of
1: thing? I did. I did have a real job after school. I worked okay. at an institution at an art gallery. Um, okay. as a collections manager and teaching in their education mm-hmm. center. But mm-hmm. I kind of felt like it was a little bit corporate for me. And one thing led to another. I never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. It was sort of an organic process. Mm -hmm. And even after 20 years now, looking back, I'm kind of surprised I would have never pictured myself to have been an entrepreneur. But it does take creativity, and that's one common thread that I think a lot of entrepreneurs
0: have. I think it is. Yeah, I I really do think it is, actually. So you live in, your, your business is in Toronto. What's the benefit of being in Toronto and being in your business in Toronto? Or could you be anywhere? There may be, you know, I don't know.
1: I was born here right downtown, which is pretty rare for a lot of Torontonians, (laughs) but I am a true uh, Toronto girl, and I went to school here, and so it's always been home. No question for me of where to start my bricks and mortar, because that's where I live. However, in this day and age, uh, really, my store is global, because I'm online, and Mm -hmm. so all my objects are being shown in the homes of people around the world, thanks to e-commerce.
0: What do you think is the best thing or things about being an entrepreneur? Especially now that you realize that there's a comparison to working in an institutional environment versus an entrepreneur environment.
1: There's pros and cons. I think the big appeal of being an entrepreneur is you can do what you want on your own time. Yet at the same time, you end up doing it more of it and all the time. So you can't just put it down uh, after five o'clock. You're done work the way you would um, a standard nine to five job. But, you know, you can also go to the bank any day you want. You can do your groceries anytime. time. Um, something about the unstructuredness and um, the creativity of having problems thrown at you and being able to deal with them on your own. And you're more invested in it.
0: You're in the retail business. I mean, you know, uh, I don't want to kind of bring in the pandemic, but why not? I mean, it's living with us at the moment. I think we've got to. You know, and you're in retail. You have a retail outlet. Uh, um, What do you think is the future of retail over the next five years, five months, whatever?
1: Well, especially coming from a very um, heavily uh, foot-trafficked volume-based retail bricks and mortar store, it's -hmm. certainly a change to have to close and then you lose that foot traffic. So we've had to uh, adapt by shifting to a purely e-commerce strategy. Mm -hmm. We've had to put all of our product online because people can't come to us. And even still, as we're gradually reopening and we're in the recovery stages, some people just aren't comfortable coming in. And it's just no longer the same. And, of course, discretionary spending is being reduced. So to answer your question, the future of retail, I think, is um, becoming more service-oriented and going online.
0: I don't think you have an online background. What made you go online? How did you do it? Because I think, you know, certainly a lot of retailers have gone online, but a lot of, not just retailers. But a lot of people are seeing now, I got to be online. So, you know, maybe you can just let us know you've lived it. How did you do it? Who did you do it with? You know, what, 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 what was the process? Because it's an, it's an important thing that, that, as I said, all of us are looking at increasing our online presence.
1: So I first started online way back in 1998 on a platform called eBay. So I'm very comfortable being online and um, I started early on, but I understand those people who don't have an online presence now and they're wondering, how do I get online all of a sudden? I say choose a platform that gives you um, broad exposure to really wide audience and just register. And I think a lot of them make it very easy right now. Uh, For example, like eBay, they have certain programs that you can sign up with to really get small businesses started.
0: You're a Canadian business, do you sell your stuff all over the planet, or would you say you sell it mainly to Canadians? What's the difference between your online business and your store business?
1: Oh, we sell globally. Uh, we've sold to countries all over the world uh, Russia, Hong Kong, Singapore, uh, everywhere. It's actually quite exciting to see sometimes where the orders come in from. We recently had one from Oman.
0: How do you find those people?
1: On platforms like eBay, they have. A huge global reach, and so you know that millions of people are, are looking at your listings. Uh, we also have our own standalone website, but uh, again, driving traffic is also a main consideration. But it's it's a way to expand your business and have your products reach people all around the world because it's not just reliant on who steps into your retail
0: store. This podcast is sponsored by eBay Canada. eBay Canada is powering Canadian small businesses. Go to ebay.ca slash up and running to open your online shop. As you said, you, you kind of progressed slowly in, into being an entrepreneur without really realizing it may, maybe. Taking that into account, you know, that, that progression, would you recommend that? Or would you sort of, knowing that, knowing that now, was there a better way for you to become an entrepreneur?
1: I think back then, even the idea of going into business or being an entrepreneur wasn't something that appealed to me. Um, This started as a hobby and a passion and a creative drive. Uh, You know, I was someone with an artistic and history background. So Mm -hmm. selling these one of a kind vintage items sort of led to that, into the commerce section of it. A lot of people go to business school, Um, e-commerce marketing, um, online sales, all of those things are fields right now. It's hard to say because my process was organic, but it's always good to educate yourself and sort of read up and stay current on the field that you're going into.
0: I'll ask this of everybody because I get some fantastic answers for it. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received?
1: There's always going to be things as an entrepreneur or when you put yourself out there through your business um, in what you're selling or even your persona and people can be ruthless. And I remember when I first started, I took every little thing very personally. If somebody didn't like something, I took it personally. And I don't know if it was youth or anything, but somebody older than me, a mentor, did tell me, you have to have thicker skin. None of that matters. And still to this day, I think, that statement. And it's important to be resilient as an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and to keep in what you're doing and to keep going. And there there always will be people who may not have positive things to say, but to um, keep going.
0: If you could go back in time to your 20-year-old self, what advice would you give yourself?
1: Hmm, probably a lot of things because hindsight is twenty-twenty. But one thing I do, and just from a business perspective in terms of, you know, every business wants to grow and increase their sales, I think I would have really started selling online to, in a you know, larger sense back then, a little more like how we are today. Back then, I only put a few things online and it was sort of a side thing, but I really wish I'd focused more on e-commerce.
0: You know, with, with so many negative things going around today, but I think it's important to see, you know, what are you most excited about in your business, not anyone else's business, over or, or the next little while?
1: We're doing actually almost better than ever now that we're putting things online. So that's always good news. And because we're a resale shop working on consignment, we get new things coming in every day. And that's what makes my job interesting and what I have fun with. You never know what's going to come in through those doors. Mm -hmm. And we're still excited that we have such a large body of great consigners, and we have all these new items coming in. And now that we can sell them to the world and continue doing what I love without the fear of having to close my business, Mm -hmm. considering what's going on in this world.
0: Okay, we're going to go through some, what, what I call rapid-fire questions. And I think, look, I mean, don't think too hard about them. I think I know what this one's going to be. If you weren't doing what, you were, what you're doing now, uh, what would you be doing instead?
1: work or just sitting on a beach?
0: <laughs> <laughs> workwise, workwise. <laughs>
1: um, You know, I, I think uh, I might go back into um, antiques or something related to art history.
0: What books are you currently reading, listening to? You know, it doesn't really matter. Uh, and what would you recommend to our audience?
1: Oh, to be honest, given my time, I don't have a lot to um, read, but I have a lot of time to read. But uh, I am reading um, a recent book that was put out on the YSL Hope Couture Collections, just so I always combine personal enjoyment with research for work.
0: Are you a morning or a night person
1: when I was younger, I was super night person, but now I'm an early riser, morning person, definitely, and I'm sharpest in the morning.
0: I, I think it's about 80, 20 morning. It's, it's for, for... I don't know. Life, children.
1: kids, you kind of have to be a morning person. It forces you to be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what would it be and why would you choose that word?
1: Oh, I don't know how to answer that. Um, probably Creative.
0: You know, why Why choose creative?
1: Because I think it's um, a big part of my identity. And, and um, without that, it also signifies freedom. And I think, and I hate being a person that's restricted in thinking or anything.
0: What's keeping you up at night?
1: I suppose the day, day-to-day day routine of things sometimes gets to me, the mundaneness of it. I always need something different. Um, mm-hmm. But it doesn't keep me up in a, a negative sense. It's just, mm-hmm. it's always good to look at what's going on in your life, and think of how you can revise it and what's going to happen next.
0: What's your most favorite place in the world?
1: You mean geographically, like to go to?
0: To go to, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I've recently been going down to the Mexican Caribbean on the um, Riviera Maya coast frequently. It's a three and a half hour plane ride, and then you're in a different world.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not not a bad place. I know that. Yeah. Okay, And, and, and staying with that, kind of thing. I don't know whether you I know you've listened to a few podcasts of ours this is the tropical island question and and what we say is you know there's a small tropical island in the middle of the ocean one phone booth, no internet, we drop you off there, no technology and anytime you can use the the phone on the island to call the boat uh, for us to come and pick you up how long do you last before making the call and what would you do until then?
1: Well, as a serious workaholic that works all the time as an entrepreneur, I always dream of that situation. But given that, I think I'd go a little crazy, and I don't know if I can last very long.
0: Yeah, I know the, I know the feeling. Julie, that's a really great interview. Thank you. And I always like our listeners to be able to get a hold of people because, you know, they come from all, all across the country, actually from all across the Americas for sure you know, they hear something and that sometimes they want to connect. They never want to connect with me. They want to connect with you because you've, you've, you've got knowledge that they want. So how can they find you online?
1: Yeah, our website, imissuvintage.com.
0: Julie, thanks for coming on the Candace podcast. It's been extremely interesting. I love the way you've moved the business and and, and, and are dealing with it. It's, it's really interesting. Thank, Thank
1: you. you so much. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thanks everyone for taking the time today to listen to Toronto's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters or write a review for us on iTunes. You can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or at canadaspodcast.com where you can listen, discover, and engage. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. I'll see you next time. This podcast is sponsored by eBay Canada. eBay Canada is here to help. They've been supporting Canadian small business retailers for 25 years and have recently launched their up and running program to meet an urgent need to get business online today. New business sellers can get a free e-commerce store for 90 days when they visit ebay.ca slash up and running. Access eBay's 170 plus million buyers around the world. With eBay Canada, you can stay local, sell global, and power up. That's ebay.ca slash up and running. Offer is open until August the 22nd.